seconds left. Hardy with six. Hardy on Brown. Hardy with three. With two. Hardy reverse slam is gone. 1.2 left. St. John's 12 with 14 from the field in this second half. Hans again. Also in the ball game. Champagne, you're kidding me! Another three for Julian Champagne. You are now listening to the Eye of the Storm podcast. What's going on, Johnny Nation? Welcome to episode 63 of the Eye of the Storm podcast. My name is David Barrow. This afternoon, I was in Queens as St. John's held Media Day ahead of their 2023-2024 season. Rick Pitino and his Red Storm on Monday received 47 votes in the preseason AP Top 25 poll, the first time since 2018-2019 season that they did receive votes in such a poll. As you would expect it ahead of a Rick Pitino-led season, Media Day was packed. Pitino did speak. All the players were available, and we even got to watch practice as the team gets ready for their exhibition match this weekend against Rutgers. I'll start with Coach Patino, who opened up his remarks by saying that this team is chopping at the bits to play somebody else besides themselves. They want to go up against a different jersey. They want to see some different faces. This staff wants to see where this team is at. And Coach Patino said that after this Saturday game, he's going to really have his first measuring stick of where this Red Storm group is at. Rick Patino was asked about those 47 votes in the preseason AP Top 25, and he basically said he didn't think the team deserved it. He was joking around saying that he's got a lot of friends and families that are voting in those kinds of polls but he said that the team is new there's a lot of pieces and he knows there's a lot to prove but he said that after the Rutgers game on Saturday that's when he's going to see if any of those votes are really warranted it was going to be that first measuring stick that first barometer test for him and what he's got in this St. John's team some big news did come out today we did find out that Cruz Davis does have a broken left hand that's right chalk up two players now who have broken left Left hands, RJ Luis and Cruz Davis both have the exact same injury. Coach Patino did say that he hopes to have them both back for the Charleston Classic. So St. John's will be without RJ Luis and without Cruz Davis for Stony Brook and Michigan with the hopes of having them back on November 16th or November 17th when they are in Charleston for the Charleston Classic. The other news that Rick Pitino made was he told everybody that there's only two spots that are locked in right now. He said that the one and the four are the only spots that he can pencil in right now. Presumably that's Danis Jenkins at the point guard spot and Chris Ledlam at the power forward spot. Now, I think that there's been a lot of mind games being played by Rick Pitino this summer. He's been trying to motivate Joel Soriano tremendously all offseason. I'll get into that in a little bit, but it's really hard for me to see Joel Soriano not being in the starting lineup. I find it hard to believe that Zuby Ejiofor is going to come right in and start over him. So I think that this is just motivational from Rick Patino. Right now, I definitely see Danis Jenkins starting at the one. I definitely see Chris Ledlam starting at the four. I definitely see Joel Soriano starting at the five. And frankly, I find it hard for Jordan Dingle not to slot himself into the starting lineup as well. So it's really that one spot that's kind of up for grabs for me. Obviously, I'm not the coach, but that's where I kind of have things shaking out right now. Now, with RJ Luis's injury, he's somebody that a lot of us thought would slot into that small forward spot. 
that might go to Glenn Taylor now. Perhaps you see a freshman like Brady Dunlap slot in there, or you could see Naheem Aline, who is another one of these really experienced guys, come into that position. We always say that the starting five isn't as important as the guys who are finishing the game, but it's the preseason. This is the fodder that we got to talk about. But if you listen to Rick Patino, he says the only guys that are in the starting lineup right now is Danis Jenkins and Chris Ledlam. He didn't even cite them by name. He only said the positions one and four. This was another interesting nugget from Rick Patino. He said 11 NBA scouts have been to St. John's practice so far this summer. Danis Jenkins has been receiving a lot of praise from those scouts. So that is a really, really good sign as he was the first player that did come over from Iona with Rick Patino. And he's going to be the head of the snake. He's going to be the guy that Rick Patino is going to be relying on. So the fact that NBA scouts have taken notice of him is really refreshing. Regarding who else they could possibly we'd be looking at listen jordan dingle went through the nba process last year he was flirting with the idea of going pro so you know they're going to be keeping an eye on him i know a lot of people have their questions on jordan dingle and how he's going to fit in we've actually heard some reports from practice that he's still kind of feeling his way around he's trying to figure out his role as well one thing i will tell you is that jordan dingle is super mature he comes off as a leader he's really polished and he really will slot into some kind of a leadership role here he might not be on the ball as much he's not going to score 24 points per game pretty much like he did last year at UPenn because he's not going to have to but he can score in a lot of different ways and he's going to be a weapon on this team you just got to figure out how a guy like that is going to be used thankfully you have a hall of fame coach he's going to figure it out so those 11 nba scouts who are they looking at again you think it's dingle it's jenkins joel soriano put himself on the map last year and chris ledlam is a big body who has a lot of potential as well he's kind of that prototypical 3-4 now in the NBA when you're playing smaller. I watched a lot of Ledlam today in practice. He was really impressive. He's strong. He came off as really powerful. He was hitting that three. Honestly, I see a little bit of Draymond Green in some of his game. I think he's a little bit better offensively, but Chris Ledlam was really impressive the first time I got to see him close up today. As far as down the road, what I'm hearing is RJ Luis and Simeon Wilcher have a lot of upside for the NBA and our potential pros So these scouts, perhaps they are doing a little bit of homework for down the line. So there is a lot of talent on this roster, whether it's for next year or for years to come, potentially in the NBA. One thing we know for sure, Rick Pitino knows how to put guys into the NBA. He knows how to develop these guys. So you never know. You might be seeing a few pros from this roster one day. Rick Pitino continues to insist that he is back to help restore the St. John's basketball legacy. He wants to bring this brand back to where it once was. He joked even about the small social media following, and he was asking, you know, what what can he do to raise up the followers? It's interesting to hear a guy who just turned 71 years old care about the following on social media, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok, but You know, that's how plugged in Rick Pitino is. He knows how important it is for brand building, notoriety, for the NIL dollars. All of this stuff is intertwined, and Rick Pitino gets it. He really, really gets it, and he said... Listen, it all starts with winning. That's what everybody has told him, and luckily we know that Rick Pitino can get the job done when it comes to wins. 
He spoke a lot about the Saturday game against Rutgers. He said that he got a really good scouting report on Rutgers from Bill Rafferty, who said that this is a really good team and it's going to be the first test for them. He thinks that they're better than people are talking about. I know that Rick Pitino has had a habit of talking up every opponent, as every coach does, so we'll see about that. There's going to be some nice battles of Cliff Amori against Joel Soriano, against Chris Ledlam. Rutgers has a few other guys that St. John's will have to lock in on. Derek Simpson is somebody that came on late for them last year. UMass transfer Noah Fernandez was really serviceable for the Minutemen. He was a teammate of RJ Luis last year. He's likely Rutgers' starting point guard. Gavin Griffiths is a four-star freshman, highly touted. So St. John's will have a nice little test to see where they're at on Saturday. I hope to see everybody there. It's going to be an afternoon tilt, and hopefully we have a nice turnout to see Rick Patino patrolling the sidelines for the first time for the Red Storm. You know, it's funny, I mentioned Cliff Amori for Rutgers. I was talking to Joel Soriano kind of after the one-on-ones broke up, and Joel told me that he's really ready to make a statement this year, and he's ready to start that statement this Saturday against Cliff. Cliff is one of the more highly touted big men in the country, and when I asked Joel what he thought about going up against him, he says he sees all the rankings where people think that Cliff is better than Joel, and he's ready to prove them wrong on Saturday. Joel Soriano definitely ready to go. Joel Soriano has been somebody that Rick Patino has been riding really hard this summer. He's been all about getting him into better shape. He's under 10% body fat right now. Joel Soriano has told me multiple times this summer that he knows all of it is a motivational tactic. He knows he's getting ready for the next level. He has his eyes set on being a pro and that he knows Rick Pitino is going to get him there. So I know a lot of people might be seeing some comments by Rick Pitino about Joel and how much work he has to do, but the good thing is Rick Pitino said Joel Soriano had his best practice on Monday. Rick Pitino said that St. John's as a whole had their best practice on Monday, so definitely good timing ahead of the Rutgers game. And for all the comments that Rick Pitino did have about Joel Soriano this summer, He did say today that the player who has the most potential on this roster right now, more than anybody else, it's not Simeon Wilcher, who is the top 30 prospect. It's not Brady Dunlap, who's a top 150 prospect. It's not Chris Ledlam out of Harvard. It's not Danis Jenkins. It's Joel Soriano. So he knows where Joel's ceiling can be. He saw what Joel did last year, all those double-doubles, number two in the country in double-doubles, being the anchor for a team. He just wants to help Joel take those next few steps, and it's going to take tough love. And, you know, I'm seeing it firsthand. There's a lot of tough love to be given by Rick Pitino. This is his style, his motivational tactics. And if you listen to Jordan Dingle today, he said that one of the things that he didn't expect out of Coach Pitino was how personable he was and the kind of connections that he is making with these players. So while he's coaching them very hard, he does see how down to earth Coach Pitino is and that he is finding different ways to motivate and to bring the best out of these players. You know, you're hearing Rick Pitino talk about how this is a new group and that it's usually difficult to teach so many guys a new play style. And yes, there are three guys from Iona who do know the plays and do know his system. But he did say that because this team is so much older and experienced, and that's something that they're going to lean on, that the teaching aspect 
has been a little bit easier. They are picking up on it quicker. A lot of material to learn, a lot of plays to learn, a lot of plays to rehearse over and over and over again. But you have experienced guys, you have bright kids, you have guys that have played at a high level. And it's just about it translating onto the court. I spoke to Zuby Ejafor, somebody who has been the absolute darling of the summer. Since Rick Patino came to St. John's, he has spoken about nobody more than Zuby Ejafor. He has been gushing over Zuby Ejafor. He said that when he had Zuby on his recruiting trip, he wouldn't let him leave the gym. He said, I had to have you. So I asked Zuby what it was like to have this kind of praise all summer. I've been around this team for 17 years personally, from the time when I was a student to now, and I've never heard a coach or a staff talk about one player the way that Rick Pitino has spoken about Zuby Ejafor. Zuby said all of it is really motivating to him. He hears it, he sees it, and he said it to me with a big smile on his face, but he said that all of this hustle and energy that Rick Pitino keeps praising is coming natural to him. He says he does it for his mother. He said that's where it's coming from. He told me about his mom working really hard back home and that she struggled to put food on the table. So the end goal here is... Perhaps a little cliche in trying to do this for your family and to trying to do this and provide a better life for, you know, everybody around you. But it was genuine for him. He knows that his hard work is going to pay off. And when you hear about it over and over and over again, he said that that's what makes him not want to stop. He wants to keep doing it over and over and over again and be a really good example. The other really cool thing that Zuby did mention today was that Cruz Davis had a really big part in getting him to come to St. John's and basically give St. John's a chance during his recruitment. He, of course, also from Texas, like Cruz Davis and Danis Jenkins, the three of them. So a really interesting tidbit there. I spoke at length to Simeon Wilcher today as he's somebody who comes into St. John's as one of the most highly touted recruits ever, definitely one of the top recruits in the last decade for St. John's. And of course, he decided to decommit from North Carolina and come to St. John's. He told me that he's really excited about being close to home and that his family watching him was a really big factor in him coming to New York, but he is somebody that has been catching a lot of stray bullets from Rick Pitino this summer. Rick Pitino has talked about how amazing he thinks he can be. Not he is, but he can be, and that there's a lot of room to grow for Simeon Wilcher. You've already heard me say that there's scouts that are talking about him being a pro, but right now, Simeon Wilcher has to learn the game. He said himself that he wants to become a point guard one day. He wants to be a guy that orchestrates the whole team, but right now, Rick Pitino is talking about all his turnovers, and he still has a lot to learn. I asked him about what he takes from these comments publicly that Rick Pitino has said about him, and he said that it's tough love. He loves the constructive criticism, and he knows that all of this is kind of just toughening his skin and toughening his mental attitude for the tough games in the Big East, for the playing style that is going to be needed from him. He knows that he has to get better. He told me that there's been such a jump in competition, obviously, from high school, but he was playing at Roselle Catholic. He was playing with some of the top players in the country and against some of the top players in the country day in and day out. But here, playing in New York, and especially this summer, he's been playing up against his teammates. He said that these guys are so much stronger. These guys are so much faster, and he's having to learn how to get into space, how to create his own shots, how to move 
against more experienced opponents. This is a big, big step up. And, you know, you might say that, well, that's obvious, but, you know, to hear it from a kid like that who is living it every single day, you got to watch them develop and you got to not expect too much out of these kids and create these unrealistic expectations no matter what kind of a ranking that they have but he has a great head on his shoulders he's super mature and one of the things that he did tell me and as far as what he's trying to do and trying to get better at is he wants to focus on not second guessing himself he has been second guessing himself whether it's running an offense whether it's trying to make the right pass he is second guessing himself and that's leading to the mistakes perhaps leading to those turnovers that rick patino is talking about and he said something that's really really mature and remember this is an 18 year old kid he said you have to not be so hard on yourself you have to learn how to give yourself leeway to learn and i found that really really impressive really good kid i think that he's going to be a star here one day and honestly with the way that he has been able to adapt and the way that his brain is working and being a sponge i think it'll happen sooner rather than later sean conway said that one of the main factors of him coming to st john's was his family being able to see him play more often he said that while this is a really big step up in conference and in type of play from where he was at vmi he thinks that his experience is is really going to help him get over the hump of playing against harder competition, playing against faster guys. He really attributes his hard work at VMI. Rick Patino even said that this is a guy that at 6 a.m. was doing marches for the school and now he's coming here to play basketball. So he's going to rely on his experience to get him far. He also did mention that he is trying to be a mentor for the younger guys. He wants to impart a lot of his wisdom that he's learned over the last four years. He knows his game. He knows how his role is going to fit into this team. He is a shooter. He's going to try and space the floor. And when he gets the ball, he knows he's going to try and knock it down. I spoke to RJ Luis, who was sporting a cast on his left hand. He did break it during that open scrimmage a few weeks ago. He said that he is antsy. He is wanting to get back onto the practice court, but right now he is just staying on the bike and he's running. I asked what was the biggest difference between playing for Frank Martin and playing for Rick Pitino this year, and he said that there are a lot of similarities between the two. They're both really passionate. They both like to play fast, but here at St. John's, he's been able to showcase his playmaking abilities more, and that's something that he is really happy with. He says that he wants to become a better defensive player, but right now it's all about getting healthy and getting back onto the court. Dresa Traore looks like he has put on some muscle. He said he's trusting his coaches he's improved his shots and his conditioning a lot chris ledlam told me that the team is taking the preparation ahead of the rutgers game very seriously he said he doesn't care who he's going up against but he is really excited to play against somebody else he has personal goals for himself but he really is talking about winning he wants to win the big east he wants to make statements in the big east he came here to win and he comes off as a really mature and a really polished player during practice you could hear him yelling up and down the court during the stretches you can hear him being vocal this is a guy that st john's is lucky to have and somebody that rick patino has cited that st john's is really lucky to have because they were really really thin up front when he decided to come here so chris ledlam will 
will certainly be a player that will be relied on heavily. I mentioned it before, but Chris Ledlam was the guy that stood out to me and practiced the most. He looks strong. He is physical. He knows how to finish around the rim. And I think that his ability to hit the three is going to allow for a lot of interesting wrinkles between the point guards and the forwards. We saw Joel Soriano hit some threes. We saw Zuby hit some threes today. So these big men are the modern big man. They all hit threes and it's going to allow for Rick Patino's offense to create a lot of mismatches. But nobody impressed me more and nobody's words or stories stuck with me more than Brady Dunlap today from Media Day. If you've been listening this summer, you've heard me talk about his father, Jeff Dunlap, who has been an assistant coach throughout college basketball for many, many years. And he's somebody that Brady Dunlap cites as a big reason of why his game is where it's at today. Now, you say, Dave, obviously that's his dad. And obviously, he's an assistant coach, so he should do that. But it goes deeper than that. Brady said that from the third grade to the seventh grade, he was the best player anytime he played. He was scoring. He was shooting over everybody. He was just unstoppable. And then in about seventh grade, Jeff decided to change his jump shot. He changed the release point to a much higher release point, citing that, listen, you're about to start playing against bigger kids, taller kids. You have to shoot from a different angle. And so Jeff changed where Brady had to start shooting from. And Brady said for about a year, he was terrible. He couldn't hit a shot. He was miserable. He was crying. He was miserable to no end because of this major change. And to this day, that jump shot, that change in arc and release point is the one that he still uses today, which has led him to so much success, which has led him to be a champion at Harvard Westlake, where it has got him to a Division One basketball level. He said his dad has put so much time into his game and that he wouldn't be here today without him. He said after practice, every single day, instead of playing video games, he gets the video from practice and he will FaceTime his dad. They will screen share and they will go through practice together. And he says that he can't thank his dad enough for spending basically two hours every single day breaking down film with him all day every single day and that's how he's getting better i asked brady about where he's at with his game right now first of all that ankle injury that he was out for a few days it was just precautionary he's totally fine no issues there he's super confident in his jump shot he is focused on making strides defensively talking being able to rotate that's where his focus is he knows he can hit that jump shot he knows he can score but he wants to be a more complete player there are a lot of cliches thrown around but Brady comes from a really high pedigree of basketball, not only in his family, but high school-wise, he was playing at a really high level. He was a guy that could have scored 35 points per game in high school, and his coach said Brady was so unselfish that he played more into the team role. He let everybody else get their buckets too. That's what his high school coach told me a few months ago. He is the ultimate team guy. I think he's going to be a big-time fan favorite. The TikToks are already all the rage. He told me that there's a lot more to come this year. He said he sees the hate, and he sees the other schools and fans who are trying to make him into a villain. He said, bring it on. He loves it. 
So that's going to be something fun this year. He told me that he told me they're trying to maintain his weight. He wants to keep eating and gaining some muscle as well. He told me one of the most enriching parts of being at St. John's right now is watching film with Coach Patino and Coach Massiello. He said that they show him where he can improve on both sides of the ball. And Patino will stop practice here and there, teach for 15 seconds, and watch it click on the floor. He said that it's been amazing to watch. He's been a part of it. And between that and the film sessions, that's where he is growing and learning so much right now. My biggest takeaway, honestly, is that this is a really, really good group of kids. They come off really polished. They come off respectful. They come off well-spoken. They come off at guys who are here for a really important reason they have all bought in. And honestly, we've heard about a lot of shenanigans that happened last year. We heard about a lot of players that were either disrespectful to the coach, that were not taking things seriously, not going to class. This new group that's here, all of that, way out out the window there is serious buy-in here you get really good vibes from talking to these kids you can hear it in their voice coach patino said that this group is right up there with his providence teams as far as being the best group of players he has ever coached and now it's all about it translating onto the court we got to watch about 25 minutes of practice from the stretching to the layup lines Everything was very vocal. Coach Patino is mic'd up. You can hear him teaching and coaching, breaking down plays. He'll stop a play. He'll teach something. He'll let kids run it out. And if they mess up, they stop. They do it again. The teams were broken up today in red versus white. Wilcher, Dingle, Taylor, Io, and Soriano made up the white team. Jenkins, Elaine, Dunlap, Ledlam, and Ejafor made up the red team. Conway and Dresa were both on opposite teams as well. Cruz Davis and... RJ Luis obviously out for injury. You had guards working on one side. There was a lot of mid-range work happening there. And then on the other side, I saw Rick Pitino, Van Macon working with the big guys. You watched the guys hit threes. Soriano, Ledlam, Zuby, all working on coming around a pick and hitting threes, going to the top of the key and hitting threes. It's impressive to see this. Now, we got to see Joel Soriano. He never had this in his game. So to see this develop over the summer, you're seeing it come to fruition. Now, are we going to see it during the games? He said yes. He said that Rick Patino is going to let him fire it off a few times. It's going to be really, really interesting to see Joel Soriano being out there shooting threes. And if opponents aren't ready for it, they're going to be in for a rude awakening because I saw a lot of threes hit nothing but net. So there you have it from media day. The players are antsy to get ready for Rutgers this weekend. Coach Patino is going to use this as his first measuring stick of the team. And we will see what we got against a new Jersey rival, a team that used to be in the big East. We haven't played them in a while, but it's nice to welcome back Rutgers to Queens. All proceeds from the game are going to pediatric cancer research on behalf of the V Foundation with Dick Vitale. So that's going to be great. I'm looking forward to the game. Really excited for the season as we are just a few more weeks away. Johnny's basketball is almost here. Thank you for listening. We'll be back real soon as the season approaches. We have got Big East breakdowns coming up. We will have even more from Queens as well. It is almost that time. Johnny Nation, thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Eye on the Storm podcast. Go Johnnies.